When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The War Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, The Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. And what we want to talk about is the transfer portal. Of course, there is a lot of activity all over college football. Uh, A really good conversation yesterday um, on the Uptempo podcast about, let's just talk transfer portal in general. I know we want to talk about Auburn transfer portal, but uh, I want to piggyback off of the conversation that Uptempo had yesterday about the state of college football and the transfer portal. What do you guys think about what's happening right now with college football in this whole transfer portal situation? Guys being able to transfer 12 times to 15 different schools in three years. I'm exaggerating, but of course, has it gotten out of control? Are we are we doing too much right now with this transfer portal situation? Uh, yeah, look, the transfer portal gave a lot of power back to the athlete. And I think that's the that was the most important thing about the transfer portal. Uh, we've said it over and over on this show. Uh, you know, kids commit to coaches before they commit to school. So when your coach leaves or if your coach lies to you, now you have a recourse at least to one time to make sure that you can try to rectify that situation by taking your talents to South Beach or wherever you want to play. Um, the you know Here's the deal with the transfer portal, right? Like I think that it, while it provides a lot of opportunity for some kids, uh, you know, it's the gift and the curse. We don't talk enough about the kids who get lost in the transfer portal. Right. They, they get they fall into transfer portal oblivion and never come out. Uh, and, and then also, I think it's delusioned a lot of programs to thinking that, you know, they can build a program that way. And, and I still believe that a good program, a long-lasting program that wins consistently is built through high school. Hugh Freeze has chosen to do take that route, and I think it's the smart route. It may not provide your next, you know, Joe Burrow or Jane Daniels. But ultimately, uh, you know, the two schools who are winning the most consistently, which, you know, Alabama and Georgia, you know, they're promoting kids from <laughs> the high school ranks as they're bringing them in and they're starting those those guys. Uh, you know, they may bring in uh, a transfer guy here or there to try to bolster depth just in case one of those guys doesn't work out. But I, I like I like the route that Hugh Freeze is taking here in terms of focusing on the high school recruiting and not over-relying on the transfer portal. It may take you a little bit longer to do, uh, uh, but I think it's the right thing to do. Uh, he, he said it. He said it on signing day. He said that he wanted the high school guys to feel like they were the priority. Right. I think, that, I think that's smart. I think that's smart. I think that sets a solid foundation for him to be able to say, be patient with me. I didn't, you see, I didn't go out into the portal and and get a bunch of guys to come in and take your job after I recruited you. I'm betting on you guys. So while, you know, even if your minute, your, your, your playing time is not great this year, 
stick with me and we'll see we'll see where it goes yeah be well what do you think about the transfer portal and the state of it with college football right now well michael's right it's a gift and a curse it's a gift and a curse for two different reasons number one if a coach has mobility in a certain direction to go to a different school to make more money then a kid should have the same mobility to go to a different place that works better for him to make more money simple because you need both coaches and players in order to put football on and make football happen. So we have been for a long time, traditionally, football was kind of militaristic in that you do what the, the leader or commander says do. You don't question it. You don't ask questions. You just stay here. And at the end of it, you're going to end up better than you came in because you learned some structure. You learned some life lessons and you learn how to work together as a team and make you a better person. And all that is true and has been true, and I'm sure can still be true. But once coaches got the green light to make insane money, they started doing whatever was in their best interest to get the wins on the board, to get their salaries up, to get their buyouts up. And that didn't necessarily work out for the kids. It just worked out for the coaches. So if I tell you, hey, man, you're coming in here, you're going to be sacky right behind them, and then you don't play, and then I bring somebody else in front of you, you're stuck here for four years. I lied to you. What are you going to do? Nothing. You're going to sit on the bench and you're going to put on the happy face and say, yeah, I learned some tough lessons about life. Yeah, but you really just got lied to. I don't know what you could have done if you had gotten some snaps. Is Maybe it a lie, though? Good. Is it a lie, right? Like, you, you don't realities change from year to year, from sometimes game to is. game? The yeah, answer I mean, to that I, is sometimes I, Yeah, sometimes yeah, it's yeah. a lie, but yeah. yeah. But I'm, not, I'm not saying every time a coach goes out there and pitches a kid, he's lying. But I think some coaches know absolutely. And we, we've kind of seen it. I don't even think it was a lie. To what you said, Ike, realities change, right? We heard Coach Freeze saying, oh, Robbie's going to have a package, going to have a package. Which By did. the seventh or eighth game, he wasn't saying that no more. Mm -hmm. Because he knew that what had to be done was Peyton Thorne had to be endorsed and told, it's yours, but it also came with a caveat. Don't mess this up. And he played his best football of the season in that stretch when he didn't have to worry about being taken out or the idea that somebody else was going to come and get QB stamps behind him. He changed what he was saying because what's going to get me these wins right now at this moment? I need you to stop looking behind you and play decent because I thought you could play decent. That's why I brought you in here. Right. So the reality changed. It's not Robbie's always going to get snaps. He's always going to have a package. It's Peyton Thorne's a guy. Go get it. I understand that, and I fully believe that he planned to play them both because he expected it to go better than it did. But there are cases across the country where they know, I need depth. Mm -hmm. I can't tell this kid he's going to be number two and number three. I have to tell him he's got a real shot. That happens. Yes, that yeah. happens. And the kids had no recourse. They had no recourse. Something yeah. else? Go ahead. What you want to say, someone? Yeah, I just wanted to add, the whole Robbie's going to have a package thing, Like, like he said that after he named... Uh, 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 Peyton the Thorne, starter. the starter, right? Mm -hmm. But, but, but the competition was a sham. <laughs> oh yeah, right. for sure. The yeah. competition for QB one, who was going to try out there first, was a complete sham. Yeah, and you know, I think that's the part that's relevant to whether you know, up to the portal because now he's a kid that's in the portal and the lies that coaches tell, right? It was, you know. It, whether he intended it for it to be a competition, it's not how it panned out. So if I'm in Robbie's shoes, it's a lie. I'm not yeah. dancing. I'm not dancing in the gray. You yeah. lied and said we'd have a competition, and then you named a starter before the end of fall camp. Right. And the reason that you gave bolstered 
you know, the, the, uh, the, the notion that, that it yeah. wasn't a competition. Right. I wanted him to stop pressing. So you wanted him to win it the whole time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, right. it is what it is. Look, I mean, he's allowed. That's not. Yeah. It, it <laughs> yeah. is what it is. That's yeah. that's the truth of the situation. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, I just wanted to add that to what you were saying, B, about like, you know, about the lies. And, and what, you know, sometimes it is a lie. Sometimes, yeah. you know, it's what Ike's saying. Things change and you have to adapt to a changing situation. Right, but right. I, I, I'm leaning lie in this situation because of how it started. Right. You didn't have a competition, right? And and you 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 didn't tell him you're going to have a packet. That's that wasn't the verbiage uh, in the spring and in the summer. Mm. It wasn't. It was. That did not become the verbiage until after he had named a starter. So how many other kids are maybe experiencing the same thing? Mm-hmm. It happens a lot. It yeah, happens it happens an absolute a lot, lot right? where I mean, you're being told. Listen, man. I understand it's difficult, 100% difficult to be a college coach and figure out how to build a roster that has quality depth. Because right. it's not like basketball, right? You're not, you can't, Coach Bruce Pearl has the has the ability to say, I can split minutes between my point guards, right? And like I can give it. this guy minutes <laughs> and I can give this guy minutes and everybody can be happy because they all get to contribute, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, you can't do that in college football as often. Right. You don't have the liberty to just not at every position. Some positions, you, especially the quarterback, right? Like the offensive line, the starters are the starters, right? Like who is in there is going to be who's in there. So it's hard to be able to be honest in a situation where guys can just get up and leave mm-hmm. with what the situation is going to be or where you see them being. And I don't even know if it makes it fair, right? Like I don't, I don't, I don't know that there's ever going to be fairness in this situation, right? So this isn't us trying to demonize coaches in this situation. There are some very selfish young men out here who are only looking for payday and only looking for the easiest route for them to get on the field. That happens right. all over the country. Right. I just don't want us painting broad brushes around everybody being that person. But then it's like it, it don't matter when when you want them to come to your school, they're not a traitor. Like they like right. they. <laughs> don't like it's, it's weird. The, the fan mentality around the transfer portal has always been very weird to me. Um, yeah. But before we get into the Auburn conversation, I do want to talk about the quarterback situation, not at Auburn mm. specifically, but Mike and I had this conversation. Uh, I believe that was you and me, Mike. We're talking about the way in which successful programs deal with the transfer portal, specifically at quarterback. And we thought about I, th- I thought about it after Mike was, and I were talking Transfer quarterbacks actually rule the day in college football now. Mm-hmm. How often are successful programs having a quarterback that is leading their team that was the guy that they got out of high school? Where are the examples of that anymore in college football? Yeah, look, okay, I love this conversation because, you know, people went, I made a statement on uh, one of the shows that I went on uh, about essentially, you know, winning consistently, a lot of the programs are recruiting those kids out of high school. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're bringing them up and they're handing the reins over to them. Uh, uh, you know, Stetson Bennett, uh, it, uh, you know, spent years in Georgia's system. They developed him. <laughs> and then he took over and, 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 and look what he did. But when it was time to hand the reins to somebody, they went to Carson Beck. Now, how experienced was Carson Beck? Like, not at all in terms of, you know, on two field years play. on the bench, two years yeah. on the bench. Correct. Yeah. But in terms of g- gameplay, he right. was he was as, about as experienced as Holden Gurner. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
right? And they still turned the reins over to him. And look, he was like a top 10 quarterback in terms of yards and completion percentage and almost every single QB metric in year one as a starter. So much so, there was some question about whether he would even return for another year. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I think that that's still the way to do it. I honestly think if you want to build a consistent winner, I think that's still the way to do it. Um, where are the examples of it, though? Georgia and Alabama, <laughs> right? But they're not that many consistent well, Michigan winners. Michigan McCarthy, he's not even that yeah, good. Yeah. Let's be clear. He's not that good, but that's they got their But that's they got their win. But they're winning consistently. I'm talking about the team result as it pertains to, 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 to starting quarterback, right? Now, they obviously, they they play in a different league, and they built a pretty good defense. But when you look at you know the other situations like um, – uh, LSU, right? They brought in Jane Daniels. Um, they, they they developed him in his, his their system for a year. Jane Daniels is a pretty good quarterback. Like I watch. Can, can we agree that that is th- those those are exceptions, not the rule? Because across college football, it's mostly transfer quarterbacks that are winning. Well, consistently winning is also the exception and not the rule, right? <laughs> I mean, because who's winning? You know, who's winning championships consistently? I mean, championships, no, but Michael Penix, right? All right. Bo Nix at Oregon, transfer. Uh, Zero Jane championships. Daniels. Zero championships. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about better QB play in the second act at a different school after playing a lot. That's happening. Just, lo- just look at the SEC. How many guys are starters in the SEC right now that were yeah, I don't, brought like, in from high school from, from the SEC yeah, classes? I, I just don't think – the argument isn't really that you can't be a quarterback – a transfer quarterback and not be on a good team or have a good year, right? I think I think it's called. I think it's abundant. I'm I'm speaking uh, uh, strictly in terms of winning. (laughs) I understand. I guess my question is more so about the nature in which it's treated. It most coaches aren't really across college football in all positions. And I've had this conversation before. Most coaches aren't really doing a great job of actually cultivating talent. They're just going and grabbing talent that's been brought up somewhere else and utilizing it to its best capabilities within their systems. But they're not we're not grooming talent anymore in college. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Most these guys are recruiters. They're not talent developers. That's why, you, you know, finding a good coach is the hard thing in college football. Everybody's trying to figure out how they get the next Nick Saban or Pete Carroll or any coach that had had like an extended period of success that is not normal in college football. Uh, uh, Nick Saban is the ultimate exception. He's like the Bill Belichick of like of college football. No, no, people, nobody's successful for two decades. I don't like that. Span. I don't like that. Don't right? Like yeah. That. Like, it do just that. doesn't. It just like doesn't that. happen. That's right? Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm I'm going to leave him out of this discussion. And the next level would be your Kirby's and your Dabo's. Right. Um, I uh, hate to say it, but like your Brian Kelly's, those guys who have consist- consistently at least had their teams in the discussion. And when you look at what they've done, uh, uh, you know, it's they're picking guys that they that they brought up for the most part. Uh, and they're at least rolling with those guys initially. But you, when, when you do what LSU, LSU has a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. They brought in Joe Burrow, for, not technically from the portal because he was pre-portal. He was just a transfer. He was a transfer, yeah. It was just a transfer. He played one year, and then he won a Heisman. He had probably one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen a quarterback. Uh, 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 but look what happened to them after that. The, after they had rough years after after coming off one of the best seasons we've ever seen offensively in college football. 
Uh, it, it, it's difficult to do without consistency at all levels. So it starts with coaching. And then to me, in today's college football, the consistency in terms of how you produce quality quarterbacks, uh, it is because the, the portal is a crapshoot. It just is, you know, and I, you, Actually, know, you know what? Let me stop you right there. High school to college quarterback, picking the right one is the crapshoot. What transfer is allowing you to do is you get to see how they roll up. Is it a seven when they first get on the field? No. Well, you as a coach now have a year or two of tape on this guy That's who fair. looked mediocre. All right. Because listen, That's somebody fair. would have taken the guy. I can't tell you how many three, four, five star quarterbacks get hyped up cycle after cycle. And then we go back like, oh, what happened to him? I don't know. He got on the field. He bust out. It yeah, wasn't, how much it of wasn't that good. is the quarterback, though? And how much of that is the crap system that they went into and the coach? It could be know both. Doing it could be both. They're yeah. like, what's his name? Uh, he was at JT Daniels. All right. He was a five-star US, USC, right? Oh, then he came to Georgia. He was going to do something, right? Nope. And that's what I was going to say when you mentioned Stetson Bennett. I was like, Stetson wasn't the plan, though. JT no, no, Daniels no. was the plan. Right. And he right, got Sure, it. sure. Right. And ultimately, they went back to a dude they had, they had been prepping for years. So, like, you know that what was, I mean? That was more, again, that was yeah. more out of necessity. <laughs> and right. Stetson Bennett didn't really have no options either. He was a walk-on kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, not, just, it's not the same thing. How, how they got there? He was a legacy, too, because wasn't his like, granddaddy a Georgia how football player? How they got player? there is not How my they point. got there is 100% my point, though. Yeah, is what I'm saying is the plan that most have had is upgrade specifically at the quarterback position via the transfer portal or via some sort of transfer. They have. There are not very many schools around the country that are doing a good job of grooming somebody out of high school to be the heir apparent. Carson Beck is probably the only real example that we've seen of that recently on a winning football team. Yeah. Yeah. I don't JJ like McCarthy's on a winning football team. I keep forgetting. We're leaving, out the, oh, we're leaving out the Bama quarterbacks in this. <laughs> I I'm talking well, I'm talking about in the transfer portal era, right? Like if we're if we're really Tua. Bryce Young. And Tua and Bryce. Those are the examples. And yeah, now yeah, Milrow yeah. is going to be a third yeah, one in that yeah, succession. Yeah. So. Like I said, there's only a handful of teams that are winning consistently anyway. So when we're talking about it, of course, there are not going to be a lot of examples because nobody's really winning championships consistently. You've got oh, I'm not even talking national championships. Let's just talk about programs that have nine to nine plus wins consistently. Yeah, I you, just you, you I, can lower the bar and this the conversation remains the same. Yeah, I just think but the but the bar for them is getting over that next hump. So yeah, they're winning. I mean, we we had this conversation about Ryan. So when we talk about Ryan Day, is Ryan Day a good coach? Uh a BSS no <laughs> <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Uh but the truth is is that their program is consistently in the conversation. Now there are no wow. reasons. I, I I have I, y'all 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 are gonna have this. Y'all gonna have this. No 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 no. I think you'll like this. You'll I just like this. I just love that B is yeah. not happy about this direction yeah, yeah, no, at all. No, just because no, no, he keeps no, trying no, to no, give no. these people no, no, too no, no, much no, credit. No man. no 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 no. Come on. He's gonna love this. Come on. I didn't even get to finish. I am. I say, can you let him finish the point? Yeah. I have a friend. Oh. I know you love that too. Oh. I have a friend. <laughs> who pointed me? Who pointed this out to me the other day? We were having a conversation about Ohio State. My Ohio and, State buddy told me. Yeah, yeah. Well, not even Ohio State. <laughs> this was this was a, this is an old Miss buddy. But we were having a conversation about Ohio State, and uh, she very astutely pointed out that um, when you look at their schedule and who they've had to battle with year after year, um, there's not a ton of competition that they've been up against. 
it's been like Michigan, Penn State, and right. You yeah, know, the, so, big, the Big Ten has been yeah, yeah, very yeah, top right, heavy yeah, yeah, for like, a long yeah. time. And, 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 right. and the way their conference is set up, normally they are getting a weak uh, championship game opponent. Like a like a you know like a very weak mm-hmm. Wisconsin mm-hmm. or a random ass Iowa. <laughs> I mean, if, <laughs> we're, like, if we're being honest, the, the the SEC has been that way too, where the West has been significantly stronger than the East for the most part. Until Georgia got good for real, mm-hmm. it was like. Mm-hmm. But anyway, continue. Uh, but again, again, my point what it is is that when you look at what they've had, they haven't really needed it. They haven't really needed that guy to get over that hump because. They're getting to their championship game, and you know they've got the allure of being Ohio State. There's no real in-state competition in terms of recruiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's a situation that's set up for Ryan Day where he can kind of skate through it or go look for a portal guy and, and see how they get through it. I mean, hell, they had the one year where they they won a championship with their third-string quarterback, right? Yeah, you know, so it, it, it just doesn't happen. All he had to do was have a couple good games in a row. He didn't have to carry them for a season. He just had to do it a couple games in a row. So that when you get to that tier, my point is when you get to that tier, um, uh, you're seeing maybe a championship or two, but mostly those seasons end in disappointment. Yeah. Right. So like it's hard to speak of every program the same way because look, Bama and Georgia, their bar is championship. This championship or the season was a failure. Right. Like at least getting there. Ohio State, and and I would say Clemson was recently in that group. You know, and then you have this other tier with like the USC's and the Oregon's that are always knocking on the door, but can't get over the hump Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, because they don't have that. They either don't have the coaching or they don't have that. Or that coach just doesn't have that dude. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talk about them in a different vein. And then you then you look for programs, you look at programs like Auburn who are just trying to get to the next level of that discussion of just being in the discussion every year. And, you know, there are multiple things that are keeping them out of that discussion, right? Like, it's coaching, it's talent gaps, it, it's all, it's recruiting, it's all kinds of things that are keeping right. them out of that talent gap. So the problems narrow the closer that you get to the top because the margin for error is a lot shorter, mm-hmm. right? And and all I'm saying is, is that if you're trying to be in that top tier, those top tier programs that have done it for the most part, even if you rotated in and out when Clemson was doing it, you know, uh, uh, guys like Trevor Lawrence, guys that they recruited out of high school when Florida was doing it, Tim Tebow. You know, uh, 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 your Sam Bradford's, your Heisman, a lot of those guys for a long time before the transfer portal were coming from high school. Right. And and still, after the transfer portal, we're seeing guys get in the discussion with these portal guys, but it's still the same dudes at the top winning it. <laughs> this year, you had a chance, you know, maybe uh, a, a, another one of those years were, were Washington. But how many people believe that Washington is going to be great next year? Do you think Washington starts next season as a top five team? No, not without Pendix at their quarterback. Yeah, yeah, right, and the correct. wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Losing, yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my point though. But 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 no matter who Bama loses, they're putting them in the top five. Same with Georgia. Yeah, LSU sometimes bordering on like those schools who have done this well over the last decade. They're getting the benefit of the doubt no matter who they lose. True. Yeah. Right. So you know that that's what I'm saying. And, and most of the time, those guys are guys that they brought they they brought up from high school, played a few years, and they established some kind of development uh, 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 pipeline. So that's what I would like to see Auburn do. I know we're going to talk about Auburn here in a second, but that's what I would like to see Auburn do. Estab- Walker White. I'm so excited to see Walker White play. 
Yeah, yeah, we got, we're definitely going to get into I Walker would, White. I would be so disappointed if Walker White does not take over the reins at some point here. It would be really disappointing. Same with, and, and same disappointment that I have, like if Holden doesn't do it or any of these kids who chose Auburn from the jump. Rather than yeah. going out and you bring in, you know, Peyton Thorne, no, I mean, no shade to Peyton, but, you know, in my, if, it, you know, as a fan, in my heart of hearts, I would rather see one of the guys they recruited from high school be the guy. Right, the Jeremy Johnson type disappointments. Sean White's man, it's a long history of just God, man. Can they get one right? How hard is this to do to get one right? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what's disappointing to me is it's. I think it's very hard, and I think even the best offensive coaches are missing. They started Kyle McCord at at Ohio State. He wasn't good. You got one of the best wide receivers that have, that have come through there in a lineage of great wide receivers, and your offense was mediocre at best. This is, you chose incorrectly. I think it's extremely difficult. Some of the best coaches can get great results out of okay play if everything around them is great. I thought Mac Jones was mediocre in college. But you got Sarkeesian calling plays. You got those wide receivers around you. One of the best offensive lines in the last five years. And Najee, uh, what's his name, Najee? What, what position are you saying? Najee running Henry? Back. Harris, yeah, Najee Harris, Harris. Yeah, I was about to say Najee Henry. I'm mixing two of their running backs together. Yeah. You you were stacked around Mac Jones, and it was COVID, so it's not like all the other teams around you had a chance to develop. They didn't get off seasons, but you got a senior-laden team. So you know what? Mac Jones looks like something, but you got Sark, and you got a bunch of talent around him. You can be talented to a point where you insulate the quarterback, and he doesn't need to be great. He doesn't need to be elite. We've seen a right. few championships like that. Not a lot. 2021 Georgia was one of those. Stetson was actually really good in 2022, so that's not that one. 2015 Bama. We, we, we We've got examples out there, but for the most part, the quarterback is going to make such a huge difference. You have to get that guy right. And the thing I actually like about the transfer portal, instead of a guy coming in and he's not good and all you've got is the high school guys behind him, one high school guy might not be ready. The guy I thought was going to be ready that I got ready for hype for my high school. He's not as good as I thought. So what are we going to do? Mediocre right now? Question mark on the bench or... I can go scout a guy who's got two to three years of tape right now. Look at the system that he was running. Look at the coach he was playing for. If I'm familiar with that coach, with his offensive philosophies, I can go, I don't know. This might be a match made in heaven because he needs a step up to the next league if he's G5 or if he's lower rung, power five. This might be something I can do. In that sense, I like the redistribution of talent that's happening from uh, FCS guys coming up a rung, group of five guys going up a rung, and even though nobody's talking about it, there are a lot of power five players, even on really good teams, that are going down a rung because they weren't as good as they panned out to be. I think there are a lot of misses in that sense. We got a lot guys who are going from Bama down to group of five schools. Like this stuff happens. We're talking number one recruiting classes years in a row. But they have to go, you know what, uh, maybe this isn't quite where I belong, and take it down a step. And I think that's fine. Especially if they go to Texas A&M, but continue. <laughs> they, that's fine. That's fine. I, because now you're finding where you belong. Maybe the coaches missed on you. Maybe you missed on where you thought you fit best in college. But you know what? You can fix that right now. And for that, I think the transfer portal is a good thing. The problem yeah. is, like y'all said, people are getting greedy. They're going just to find more money. That's a problem, and you can do it too quickly. Too yeah. quickly. We need a way to make a coach should be able to go into the offseason knowing what to expect, knowing who's about to point. leave. 
Should Good. should you even be able to go in one year and transfer the next? Should you have to wait two years at a program before you transfer? That, then, then the multiple mm, transfer thing, I think, is no, ridiculous. No, no, I I think that um, you know obviously there's some situations here that necessitate immediate transfer. Um, okay, situationally, I'm just saying yeah. if there's a rule, you can have exceptions. Correct, correct. Yeah, like you know, uh, Dylan Brooks found himself in a position where he right. He committed but, to a coach. But that, that coach that got rule fired exists before, already. Yeah. Your coach yeah. gets fired. They give you a free transfer. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And so you would add other caveats as well, too, I think, right. um, just to make sure that you're not punishing kids because there was some situation that had not been considered. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that coaches get to make a decision anytime they feel like it. Mm-hmm. Right. So go take another job. And you just want to make sure that you're reasonably giving kids the same opportunity to do the same. But you need to they need to be educated on the risks and the perils of making that decision. You know what that takes is that takes adults who have their best interests at heart saying, Which, look, there's just not a lot of those. Right. Yeah. I'm telling you, you know, I, you know, one of the things that Bruce Pearl says that I love is, is that. You know, when we asked him, remember, Ike, we, we interviewed him. We were talking about Jabari Smith. And he just said, look, man, we, it wasn't even a discussion. He was, he's, he was gone. Yeah. Like, like you know, same, same conversation he has with Isaac Okoro. Now, would he love for those guys to come back? Yeah. He would have, he would have won at least one NCAA championship if he could have <laughs> gotten Sharif and, you know. Jabari and Jabari, Okoro. Jabari, all, all, all same squad. Give me a yeah, break, dude. That would have been a powerhouse. That would have been a... John Wall, uh, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Kentucky-type roster that he'd have been able to build by bringing all his top five you know, picks in. But he wasn't able to do that. And, and, you know, but he was honest with them. And I think they trusted him. And they knew, hey, Bruce has got our best interest at heart. On the football side, you, you know, you got a lot more guys that you have to manage, so it's a little bit harder. Yeah. But, you know, this is what, you know, B, to your point about, like, how hard it is to do some of these things to evaluate. Um, that's what every program is looking for, though, right? Is the guy that can do that. This is why programs are changing coaches like they change socks sometimes because they know, hey, and when we hire a guy, we, we have to give him time to build it, but we also don't want him to build us into a hole that's going to be even deeper to dig out of in a few years. So they got rid of Harson. You know, I got because they saw that he was possibly digging a hole that would have been very hard for him to get out of. Now, I believe that they were digging it alongside him. Yeah, you know, hand, they, hand him a few shovels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they wanted him to be in the hole, but they said, okay, well, we dug it deep enough that we can get him out of here and let's get somebody <laughs> in here that we don't want to dig a hole for. So right. Hugh Freeze has the support. He's got to be a guy. And, 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 and this is so when, when we have the discussion yeah, about. QB Last 30 de- seconds on yep. this, and we need to get to the break. Well, we have this discussion about QB development, B. This is exactly what I'm talking about, Hugh Freeze. Now, if if, if I'm going to hold his feet to the fire over any one thing, it's going to be the two, or two things, it's going to be the two things that he said that he was good at. QB development and uh, turning programs around quickly. Well, it's year two, so he still has time to turn it around quickly. But QB development, woo, it's off, it's off to a pretty rough start. I'll rebut after the break. I mean, I mostly agree with you, but... Yeah, I, I think it's off to a rough start. 